2: Girl, stop playing. Welcome to the Girl Stop Playing Podcast, where we encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. Y'all already know that I truly, truly believe that you can have it all, you can make the money. And you can have the honey if you are willing to work for it. I love being able to introduce you to women who are doing the damn thing, women who are working for it. So without further ado, let's welcome Joanna Colbert to the studio. Hey, Joanna. Hey, how are you? I am well. So listen, we ain't put no respect on your name just yet. So let me go ahead and give you a proper introduction. (laughs) Joanna Colbert is a top. Luxury real estate agent in Tampa, Florida. She's the office manager at Allure Realty, and she is one of the stars of selling Tampa um a hit show on Netflix. So welcome to the show, Joanna.
3: Thank you. And I want to add one more thing because add it, have- girl. And the honey. I'm also a part owner of a business in North Carolina called the Sip Room. It's a wine and champagne room. Okay. I look. Thank
2: you. We, and we're going to talk about that because I'm going to add that to my notes. I did not know about this sip room. All right. Um, so let's get into it. Um, I think that you, you've you definitely like been in the game for a minute. I'm sure that, you know, locally, you're, you're a local legend in what you do. But the world is just now getting an introduction to you through this show, Selling Tampa. How has that experience been for you? And how has that introduction to the world been, you know, from from your side of things?
3: Thank you for that. I, I think it's been phenomenal, honestly. It, I think there's good and bad with everything. Obviously, you have people who want to still, you want to call and waste your time because they just want to talk to you. And, and I'm flattered by it, but uh, I'm about my business. So it, in general, though, everything has been pretty positive. We've been getting some more clients, more exposure with things such as yourself, doing things like this, and kind of just really being an inspiration to to minority women And and so it's
2: been good. And I love like we are heavy on the black girl magic up in here, all the blackity black everything. Um, And the fact that you all had like a cast full of women of color on such a major platform as Netflix um, doing something other than being a wife. I think it's just like phenomenal. And like you said, being the inspiration to not just other women, but I always think about like my nieces, like the people. My nieces are 19 and 20, grew up on like the flavor of love, you know, Ray J. Love that type of, you know, content is what they grew up seeing. And so to see um re- reputable <laughs> examples of black women yeah. professional women who are not just on TV you know because of the drama you know that comes along with reality TV I love that you all are representing so thank you for that Have you gotten that response like from other um black girls that are like wow I didn't even know this was possible or what has your response been um I guess from from people who you know may not have even known that this was a space that they could possibly get into
3: well it's been just that that people love seeing that women of color are able to be professional. We are able to have disagreements without you know, throwing a glass. Right. You know, we're gonna have disagreements. And I think with maturity and as you grow, you realize that it's okay. You're not gonna agree with everything, but it's there's a way to handle disagreements. Yes. And I think that we were overall a positive role model for that. And that's mm-hmm. what all our messages say. Uh, you know, thank you for being an inspiration. You've inspired me to get my real estate license. You've inspired us to do this. And so that's really kind of been what has made us super happy about the show. I think
2: something else that's unique about your show specifically, like I mentioned, you know, the like the Housewives franchise, the Basketball Wives, all of the wives franchises that are are highlighting the fact that somebody else got them, you know, that like their connection yeah. to somebody else gave them this platform. What you all are doing, you've obviously made a name for yourself, but something else that is different, um, unique about your cast is that you all actually work together. You're not just people that they kind of just place together based on this status that you have. So how has that been affected? Like, how has the work environment or has it been affected by, you know, the cameras being rolling?
3: I think it definitely has had an effect. And yes, we all did work together before the show. We're all real estate agents. We all work for Allure Realty. We all actually do sell real estate. Uh, But I think the show made it a little bit of an interesting dynamic because, as you saw, there was a point of contention with a few different people on the show. And we really have to see each other and, and, you know, get through that. And so Mm -hmm. that's I think that's truly where the reality TV comes in at, because it's reality and we work together and we do have issues.
2: How, what is, I guess, so that is like, not only do you have just the typical things that women deal with, the typical things that women working together deal with, the typical, the things that women working together under a magnifying glass of reality TV. I can imagine like the tough conversations that had to be had with yourself and then with other people. What have you learned in that respect um, from like the friendships that you either had pre or, you know, that you may have developed along the way? What have you learned just that you could possibly share for people who might find themselves having issues or dealing with things, you know, inter-work um, issues or just in their friendships?
3: I think and I think those are a little bit two different conversations because with your friend with your friend you're probably going to address things a little bit different. You may be a little bit more forgiving, a little Mm -hmm. bit more understanding. You may feel a little bit more open uh, with your friend. Now, in terms of like a business relationship, I think you should be still be able to voice your opinion. But at some point, you're going to have to be like, okay, we agree to disagree. And you're Mm going to have to still work together unless one of you are leaving. And I'm not leaving. So So, so you have to realize that you're going to be okay with working together even though you may not necessarily be friends uh it's okay to not be friends with someone everybody is not a good friend for you it's not everything is not a good fit everything Mm -hmm. you're not going to have chemistry with every person and that's okay And it is still
2: possible to have a professional relationship without having a personal um relationship for sure yeah um what in terms of like how the actual process this is one thing i've always wondered and i think you're like the third reality, um, reality star that I've had. And I'm always intrigued by like the process of things, because how do you live your life and really run your business and make money and do all the things with this strain of like filming a show? What,
3: how did the process affect like
2: your business?
3: It's, it's a balancing act. So here's the thing. You do get a schedule kind of of how long you're going to be filming. So you kind of have an idea. And if you need, like for me personally. I did end up making a little bit less money because I had to engage other agents within our our brokerage to help me because let's say a client wanted to go out while I was filming. I can't take my client out because I'm filming. Mm-hmm. So so then I have to share my commission with someone else who is spending their time with my client. So it was affected, but you kind of have an idea of what the schedule is going to be so you can kind of work around it. Gotcha. And then for certain client like the the producers will say okay what do you have coming up this week uh like we are we always had a standing staff meeting so we knew we were going to be filming that uh if we had an event coming up like i think Sherelle's baby shower was on there we're like okay we're planning a shower so they're like oh we're going to film that mm-hmm. so it's almost like they tell you a little bit of what you're going to film but then you kind of inform them of what you have coming up and then they yeah. work around. Got you so overall would you say it did more harm
2: or it was more help to your business? I'm still figuring it out. <laughs>
3: like, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. The jury's still out. Okay. The jury's still out. But as of right now, I would say more good for gotcha. my business. Now, there are people, there's trolls. People say mean things. People are on social media saying all types of things. But we knew that. So
2: listen, mental health is a big conversation, a reoccurring conversation, as it should be, because it's something that we um deal with on a daily basis, right? Mental wellness. How? And I'm I'm truly asking, how do you deal with Because, I mean, you could, people say, well, just ignore it. Like, you know, people are just rude or yada, yada, yada. And you can have that like in your head. I'm just going to ignore it. I'm above this, yada, yada, yada. But then you see something that triggers you. Yeah. What is the next step after you're triggered? Like, how do you not let this stuff? Because, I mean, you know yourself and you know who you are and, you know, your intention. You know all of those things, but you're human. You have feelings. You know, how, how, how do you deal with it? Cause people are Um, just mean and nasty. It depends
3: on the day. (laughs) One day I may be like, I let it roll off my back. Like you said, Oh, I, you know, I know it comes, you can't please everybody. But then if I'm in the mood to engage, I'm gonna engage. (laughs) So they say something crazy. I'm gonna say something, but I, but me, and I only can speak for me. I still try to be kind of respectful or, um, he said kind of respectful. <laughs> yeah. But i clap that uh because I still have I, I still am a professional, you know. I still I still want people to be like, oh, you know, she's still a a professional, good mm-hmm. person. But I still say remarks depending on how you, get your,
2: mm-hmm. you get your lick in. I ain't <laughs> mad at you because listen. <laughs> I ain't on nobody's tv yet but just having followers on instagram and it's like people are the worst you um, would not i mean under no circumstances would you say these things out of your mouth out loud in real life no
3: it's crazy it's it insanity. is and if some of the stuff don't even be making sense that's when i really know i shouldn't respond because i'm like you're you're an idiot like
2: i don't even, they sometimes make you want to respond even more it's
3: like I really got to tell
2: you, but yes. Okay. I feel, I feel you. I feel you. Like I try to, you know, I try to take the high road, but sometimes you can get it. Um, Have you dealt with, like when you say, okay, the the trolls is one thing. Another part of it though, I'm assuming is like, and you tell me if I'm wrong or not. Have you dealt with people in your life feeling like you've been acting funny? Has that been a conversation or no?
3: I've been fortunate fortunate enough that people do not feel like I'm acting funny. What I get the most complaints about, about people who are closer to me or who I care about is that I don't have the time for Mm -hmm. them. And I get it because I don't have, sometimes I I don't have time. And that, I think that's probably the only thing that I have experienced is the time. Not that I'm acting funny, funny, it's time. Got you. So
2: one of the things, I'm not going to lie, one of the things that shocked me on the show is that You not only have a son, but you also have a what? come on, girl. Come on, girl, because they ain't going to believe it if I say it. You got to say it.
3: I have a grandson. Listen,
2: so, so, so I knew this, right? I saw you. I saw it on the show. But I still had to, like, you know, after, you know, doing my research, I was, you know, combing through all the things, looking at your Instagram. And I had to just go Google again. To just be sure that I thought I heard what I thought I heard. Cause I'm like, there's no, I mean, even your last post is like, I got my own glow or something like that. And I'm like, I'm my own vibe. And I'm like, sis is not a grandmother. Like I just cannot. (laughs) These listen, these new school grandmas, y'all make it, y'all make it look good. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I want to ask you having a son, um, younger, what would you say, because becoming a mom is like the most challenging thing that I've ever done. It's one of the things that I feel like you could not be prepared for. And I had my son at 35. Okay. And I was probably at the most prepared that yeah. I could have possibly been. And I still was not prepared. So what was like the overarching, and I know there's probably like hundreds, but what would you say is like an overarching lesson um, that you learned from having a son young younger,
3: Oh, that's a good question. I would just say, do the best that you can. You're not going to be perfect all the time. You're not going to, there's no such thing as perfect. Yes, you can be more prepared. Mm -hmm. Yes, be uh, more educated. All of these things you can be, but none of that still prepares you for actuality. And the same in real estate. You go get your real estate license, you take your classes, but it doesn't prepare you for real life and what's Mm going to happen. So until you become actually a parent, you just, you 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 really don't know what it's going to entail. And as long as you wake up doing the best that you can, that's all that you, that's really all you can do. Woo, because baby,
2: some days it'd be like, I'm glad this little boy can't talk. Yes. If he he could really tell me about myself right now, he probably would. (laughs) Um, What would you say though is, so that's the biggest lesson you've learned. What would you say is like the biggest lesson you hope that your son has learned from you specifically around entrepreneurship and business.
3: Oh, okay. I think for me because before I was uh, worked for myself and really lived on what I made myself. I did work for corporate America and that's okay. I don't I don't like when people down people working for other people because everybody's goal is not to be an entrepreneur. Exactly. Of course not for everyone. So it is okay if you choose to work for someone else, have a stable retirement. My mother retired from the post office and she has a steady income. Uh so when in Sherelle retired from the military, she has a steady income. She medically retired. So she has some sort of income in medical care that she can depend on. So I think it I think as an entrepreneur, the, the thing that I would want my son to take into into consideration is that it can be done, but you have to know if it's for you. And I think if you are passionate about something, it doesn't, it's really cliche. It doesn't feel like work. Yes, some days it's going to be stressful. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't matter if you love it. And if it's your passion, you're going to have stressful days. You're going to have days where you feel like giving up, but you shouldn't have a lot of those days. (laughs) And that's, I, I, that, that would be my only thing, Tim. That it, it's okay to be an entrepreneur, but it's okay to also not be an entrepreneur.
2: One thing about Mama, she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even. So it's the same as, as like college, right? Like college is not for everybody. It seems like, you know, by the time I graduated, the whole technical track was totally gone. Like they were pushing everybody towards college prep and college is just not for everybody. Just right. like entrepreneurship is not. And so... Again, one of the reasons why having you all on mainstream television like globally as an example of what's possible. Um, especially like you said, because you all come from different backgrounds. Like Sherelle, you know, has a military background, you have a corporate background. Some of you might share, you know, might have both, might have military and corporate, some might have, you know, went the college route, but you can go have different paths and still end up at your destination and that destination being whatever, however you define success. So for someone who's tuned in um, and who was who excited to see this episode because they're like, yo, I am going to get to learn from a real estate pro. For those people who are aspiring to get into the space, yeah. what are like two or three tips, just things you wish somebody would have told you when you you know got your real estate license and felt like, okay, I got it. Now I'm ready to go. And you know that it, that wasn't just the end all be all. Like it took some yeah. stumbling and fumbling. So yeah. what are some of those things you wish somebody would have taught you? Taught you?
3: And that that's a great question. And you probably, I don't even know if you know this, but Shirelle and I uh, started Allure Academy. Gotcha. So we have something where we felt we wish we would have had when we became agents. And so that's the first thing I would tell people. Check out Allure Academy. Go there. Okay. It is an online learning platform where we we even it's we talk to each other about what we wish we would have knew, what we what to what agents should expect once they become an agent. So Allure Academy, check that out. But then secondly, I would also say just really learn from other people, surround yourself with other people that you can learn from. Mm-hmm. If you are always the one people are going to then you need to you need to associate with a different crowd not saying that you can't be a resource to people but you need to be around people that you are learning from Mm -hmm. and I make sure that I surround myself with people who are going to enlighten me expose me uh and really give me a different perspective uh on different things so I think you should have a hybrid of those types Mm -hmm. of people and then particularly in real estate too uh, I would definitely say learn, learn your contracts because mm-hmm. you have to know those contracts. You People think that it's just about being cute and showing a house. It is not about that. It is about way more in the person that you are helping is looking to you to be knowledgeable. You, you need to learn your contracts. You need to learn all of the things throughout the process and not just opening a door and showing the house.
2: So you brought up a point and it reminded me of a question that I wanted to ask you around your beauty being becoming a burden in this space. Yeah. Because for attractive women mm-hmm. um especially in a in any space, but in a space where you are dealing with men, I know that sometimes that's not necessarily, you know, an asset. It can it can get in the way, like it can be a distraction. So what has been your experience? Have you ever experienced, you know, where your beauty has become a burden? And then what's your advice for someone who, you know, it sh- wants to keep it professional, wants to, you know, to be the real estate professional um, that they were trained to be, but, you know, people just try to blur those lines sometimes.
3: I think you, the first thing I would tell people is to have your process in place. I don't care who it is. I'm not going out with someone without proof of funds, a pre-approval and an ID. You have to pre-send me that. I'm not, I'll talk to you on the phone for a little while, but we are not meeting until I have those items because you need to know that I'm about my business Mm -hmm. and that I have a process to work with you. So I would say always make sure that you are going by your process, number one. Secondly, I always pay attention to what I am wearing when I meet with a client and not just male clients. And I pay attention to when I'm meeting with husbands and wives too, because you do not want to offend the woman either. Because that that will quickly a woman will quickly say, I don't want to work with her. (laughs) So you have to be careful with that as well. Uh, But going back to you know just working with a man, I think that if you just set your boundaries up front and then make sure you keep it professional uh, and if there's advances that are made towards you, then, you know, you depending on the type of advances is how you respond. If someone just says you look nice, it's a thank you, you know, you be fight and then they're acknowledging that you're a nice looking woman and that's it. Mm-hmm. But if it's something about, you know, may I take you to dinner? Oh, uh, you probably should have a, a an answer for that. Or oh, I don't either I'm in a relationship or I don't date clients. I don't care if you got to make it up, whatever it is, you if you're. You have to decide if you're willing to do that or if you're not. Mm -hmm. I personally would not date a client. Uh, Now, I may would date someone after our transaction is closed at some point. But during the process, I am not crossing the line at all. Got you. Got you.
2: And that just keeps it real clean. It keeps it keeps it real black and white, no gray area. And especially in the space that you're in. Um, Because it's all about relationships, reputation. And in Tampa, it's not like New York City, right? Right. Tampa is a smaller city where I'm sure, especially in your space, everybody knows everybody. So with that being the case, and with relationships um, and reputation being so important, what is your advice for um, just nurturing and maintaining those professional relationships?
3: I think really, and I struggle with this too. I'm not the best at this because I'm a homebody. I'm a I, I'm okay with being out with people, but I recharge by being alone. Mm-hmm. So you really can't have a successful business, a real estate business, if you're in the house all the time. So you really have to make a concerted effort to be out there networking and always make a good impression. When you're working with clients, always think of that client as your introduction to three more clients. Yes. So you want to make sure you're providing them with great service. You're doing your best because... You really want referral clients. Those are the best clients because they don't even want to shop around. They they have already they already know because somebody has referred them that they want to do business with you. So really, just massaging and being a massaging those relationships. Hey, you know, thank you. Can I take you out for something? Or uh, being I really thoughtful. If someone has shared something with you while you're working with them, and you decide to give them a, a closing gift. That gives you reflect something that they have shared with you or just being a little bit more thoughtful. And then really your CRM, because you're going to forget to follow up with people, to stay Mm -hmm. in touch with them. You're going to get busy. So you really need something that's triggering an email, a text or something for you to stay top of mind. So that that is what I would suggest. Listen,
2: that is so key. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I can't tell. My mom was recently um, buying a house and she went through like three different agents just until she got one that, that followed up with her, yes. that followed through. And it was, I kept saying, I can't believe these people are fumbling the bag. Like she, she's the type of person, she already knows what house, like she's done her research, she's driven yeah. by. She just needs you to open up the lockbox you you know, and let I, her in. oh me. Listen, and she literally just bought a house right outside of Tampa. So wow. we should have had this conversation sooner. But yes. I'm sure that those people didn't mean to not follow up. But, you know, they, it just slipped through the cracks. So it's, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because we got to have our systems and our processes in place that will save us so much time and and help us maintain our professionalism because there's nothing more unprofessional than fumbling a bag, like you're not following up, not doing what you said you were going to do. Um, I Really quick, I want you to just tell me about a couple of ways that people can get involved in real estate without being an agent, because I feel like there are endless opportunities and everybody doesn't necessarily want to become a licensed agent. So what are some of the other ways that people can be involved?
3: And we go over this in Allure Academy too. I'm on Allure Academy. <laughs> so-, so Allure
2: Academy is not just for aspiring agents.
3: No, it's for new agents and it's for aspiring agents. We have two different tracks. Okay. Okay. So, uh, and one of them is called, you have your license now what? And then the other one is you're thinking about getting your real estate license. So some of the ways you can work for a builder. So let's say, uh, and I'm just throwing a name out there, a big name. Let's say a, a Lenar because it's it's uh, it's everywhere. Uh, well, in Florida, uh, just a big name home builder. You can go work for them as a new home sales consultant and you do not have to be licensed. And the reason being is because you are salaried, typically because you're salaried and not getting a commission. Uh, So it's like you're going to get a job. Correct. Got you. Okay. So you could work for a new home builder. You could be a transaction coordinator, which means that you're just handling the administrative duties of the process of buying a home. Uh, I have a transaction coordinator. And once I basically have taken my client to a house, they say they want it, my transaction coordinator does all of the paperwork to get them closing. Or if I'm listing a house and they agree for me to list the house, I send all of the paperwork to my transaction coordinator to coordinate to get all of the signatures. So you could do that. Uh, you could also work for, uh, you could be a property manager which means that if someone is, they own a home or a multi-unit mm-hmm. complex, you manage that property for them. So you're gonna make sure any uh, deposits or you're gonna collect rent. You're going to be the person they contact if something is messed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are managing that property for the owner. Okay. That's what you're doing. Uh, you could be a real estate attorney. I don't know, you may be an attorney, but you can work specifically in real estate uh so those are some of the the ways and things that you can do without being licensed
2: so there's different
3: ways that you can get in where you fit in you can be an appraiser
2: that's what i was gonna say appraiser okay
3: yes that's a
2: wide open space too right
3: yes yes you can be an, an inspector you know you can go inspect the home for a buyer or a seller. Yep. Mm, mm. So you can get in where you fit
2: in y'all. There are a million ways that you can get it. You just got to choose one. Um, so we got to, I can't let you go though without bringing up this sip room, please give us the tea. You like that? Give us the tea. on sip room.
3: I'm going to give you a little champagne and wine. Come on. (laughs) So the sip room is, uh, something that my business partner and I are doing in Fayetteville, North Carolina. So I used to live in Fayetteville. That's where, um, Fort Bragg is. Yes. And we open it. It's downtown Fayetteville and it's so cute. So cute. Uh said, and you can follow the siproom.com or excuse me on Instagram. It's the siproom and our website is the siproom.com. Uh and it's basically wine and champagne retail and tasting room. So you can buy wine and champagne by the glass or by the bottle. You uh, are able to buy retail items. So we sell anything related to wine and champagne in the store. Wine bottle openers, we sell glasses, we sell shirts with wine, you know, anything related to it, it's in the store. Then we also have theme nights where, you know, one night we may play Caribbean music, one night we may play hip hop. But then we also have a private membership room where if you are a member, you're able to have access to that room and enjoy your wine and champagne. But if you want to come in and buy a bottle and leave out, we can. We sell by the bottle as well. And it's just, it's. Real. we have an outdoor space as well. We have hookah that we serve outside. And, oh, charcuterie. We, we sell char- say charcuterie. Say it again. Say it again, because I can never say it. Charcuterie. Char- uh, say it with me. Char-, char. Charcuterie.
2: It's some extra letters up in there, though. I don't know. They, they be throwing me off. It's an H. That i get real confused with but the siproom.com.
3: yes and on the
2: instagram.com it's fayetteville north carolina hanging out there in um in the military um zone right definitely um a much needed space though i feel like like the military wives mm-hmm. who's checking for the military wives so i'm glad yeah. that you cre- listen i'm glad i'm glad that you <laughs> created something for them um and and just an inspiration for the fact that you have multiple businesses, you are creating partnerships with other Black women, you're creating platforms, products, and you have this Allure Academy that I didn't even know about. So the people definitely have to get in where they fit in. And I'm going to get with you so I can get a link so we can put it in the um, in the show description too. Definitely let the people know how they can stay connected with you on social media and where they can find you if they want to um, inquire about your services.
3: Oh, I appreciate that. So uh, I have a website, it's joannacobert.com. And then my Instagram is just my name, Juana Colbert, And uh, I really try to keep that updated. So definitely follow me. I, uh, I, I can't wait till this comes out so I can repost it. And uh, that's, yeah, that's how you can find me.
2: I love it. Thank you so, so much. This has been an amazing conversation, Joanna. I appreciate you for Thank joining you. us here on Girl, Stop Playing. All right, y'all, you have tuned in to another bomb-ass episode with a bad-ass boss lady here on Girl, Stop Playing. Make sure y'all tap in, tune in, like, subscribe, comment, and share this show with a friend. See you next
3: week. Peace out.
4: Hopefully this is the last time you'll hear this ad because with Chime checking account features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals 24. That's chime.com slash goals 24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details.